The battle between good intentions and pure evil starts this week on The Hapless Heroes. I think it's time you all showed me some fucking respect as a villain. Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and dungeon master for this evening. And we'll start this most auspicious of evenings the same way I start them all, by introducing our cast. Today, starting on my left, we have Mike as Lord and Captain, Quinn Southwind. I'm first, but certainly not last. At his left, we have Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Hi there. To her left, we have Zach as Peridot Lincolnwoods. Let's stomp this fiend. To his left, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. We'll destroy you, monster. And to his left, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. This is it. It's time for the final plan. So as uh, we left off, um, entering the ultimate combat. So we don't want to do a recap have the of ultimate- the entire series before we start this. The whole series. You see, what happened was there were some bees. <laughs> and then, Checks. when are we gonna? Are we gonna get back to those bees? I feel like that was something. That was bees. a those bees. Are yeah, that was a, that was a little angle that we left un unresolved. I don't remember. There were some bees. bees. There I think the bees were in like the third episode. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Somewhere around there. I did listen to that one. I don't remember the bees. It's that's, we were, it was, you, that's like almost like that's like six and some change years ago, dude. You yes, it's nearly that? six and a half years ago. How long does hey, it go for? The <laughs> the bees are probably dead, but now they've probably spawned a whole community of mutant evil Vecna bees. We know we'll never know. Uh, bees only live for like long. a month. Those bees. Well, are that's long what I want to do. When we're done with Vecna, I want to get to the real final oh, right. finale okay, like sure. Vecna whatever this bullshit is but I want to get back to the bees we're getting back to that <laughs> overwinter bees live for four to six months but like, I will not still... allow you to steal the joy of killing a god from me Zach by distra- <laughs> distracting us with your bee bullshit I live in the no no, no 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 I'm Wait, saying you, you can, can be live for six years we do need to check in on them yeah 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 <laughs> that's what I'm saying like I'm not taking away any joy from you friend I think you you should be you should have your little Vecna fight. You're and, stealing uh, my joy right now. <laughs> hmm. Don't worry, noticed. I'm just taking all of this time to familiarize <laughs> myself with uh, the stat block here and make mm. sure that I can dish out the most suffering possible. So, uh, you know, carry yeah, on I'm sure, by all means. I'm sure Vecna needs all the help he can get. What I'm focused on is the bees. Okay. <laughs> Or pulls a bee out of her pocket and hands it to Paradell. <laughs> Much the same way as Nicolas Cage was concerned with uh, the bees that one time. I don't even remember the bees. 
I don't know. I lost my hand. I lost my wife. Is right. that the movie you're talking? Was there bees? Were there bee- no, uh, bees in Wicker Moonstruck? Man, uh, there was a time when there were bees. Yeah, yeah. The bees. I don't know. The, on- the only Nicolas Cage movies in my Not mind bees. are Moonstruck and Raising Arizona. <laughs> oh, and um, Peggy Sue it's got off. married. All right. So let's set the scene here. Wait, can Vecna's voice sound like Nicolas Cage from Peggy Sue Got Married now? No, because I haven't seen Peggy Sue Got Married, but... He was doing an impression of Pokey from Gumby apparently the whole time. That was his uh that was his condition under which he agreed to do the movie. You're killing Fran, Zach. <laughs> Nicholas Cage from Ghost Rider. No, what you're going to get is exaggerated Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes. Final oh, Vecna voice. I'm a little there tired. I'm a little wired. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time you all showed me some fucking respect as a villain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm all for this. Let's see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, means I've got to commit harder than anybody else does to the bit. Godspeed, so Dave. You right said now. yes. I'm unbelievably pumped. Do we roll for and initiative you, now? As I was going to say, yeah, I'm pretty sure we left off <laughs> yes. the last episode with let's you asking roll, us to roll initiative. Let's begin with rolling for initiative. We'll start from there. Thank fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> Do with the See, I like the nonsense. Now. What, is, what about a pocket full of bees? I said, what do I do with this pocket full of bees now? <laughs> just wait until we get to the real <laughs> fight. And then just save. We can fight bees with bees. Boo! Ooh. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Did we just all roll shit initiative? No, I rolled Should, um, really good, but I don't want to go first. Should I <laughs> roll for to do or no? Um, because they're here. You know what? I I think what I would like is a shared initiative action for Dudu slash Pregnart. Okay. Yes, do, you want, um, do you want Zach and I to roll and split the difference? Yes, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> average, average the rolls. Um, yes. Also, are, we, are they going to be like full capacity or limited in what they are going to be able to do to interact? Um, I would say it's going to be limited in that uh, there's only one set of actions, but you could have, for example, an airborne Pregnart. Okay. Yep. Okay. Got some bonus characters up in here. Yes. So let's see. Uh, Zach, what'd you roll? Uh, not one, but that, let me see <clears throat> what that equates to Eric. with my. Yeah, so that's a four. Okay. So four and 12, what's the average of that? Eight? Eight. Yeah. That would be eight. Um, what's the, um, what is the average initiative modifier? The average initiative modifier. (laughs) Between four and three? Okay. Yep. Just making up rules. Are we both three? I'm three. Yeah, I'm three too. Oh, okay. Just making up rules. Yeah, I'll figure that out as, uh, as, uh, I go. Uh, Felix. Oh, I got a 14. Darrell. Two. Paradell. 
Eight. And what is uh, Paradil's initiative modifier? Five. Boris. Twenty-six. And Quinn. Twelve. Can I just say, now, typically I cut, like, some of the initiative things. I just kind of let everyone, I, I let us, you know, just do the summary of the turns or whatever, just to kind of streamline things. But, like, I just want to have everybody know that for the very last combat of this campaign, Darrell has returned to his his roots, and he rolled <laughs> a two on his initiative. Three. <laughs> and then it went down. Oh, sorry, to three yeah. minus one. <laughs> and so I just, it's, it's just always, it's, it's, we, 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 you're going, you know, we're, we're, we're coming out of this the same way you kind of came in. And that's yeah. going last, but certainly not least. It doesn't always hurt to uh, go last as the tank, so. Oh, and I we mean, all get true. our 20 uh, temporary HP, right? That is correct. From Hedrick. Oh, how much is that? It's 20. Uh, it's a flat 20. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. Slash Hedrick. Thanks. So our action order then will be Boris, Felix, Quinn, Paradel, Dudu Pregnart, Vecna, and Jarrell. Oh, wow. I'm shook. That with a 12, I'm still really high. <laughs> I'm surprised Vecna rolled below an 8. Hey, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. Gives us an opportunity to potentially poke at his defenses and see which ones exist. However, right. I don't doubt that Vecna has some sort of legendary actions that they can perform. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Unless unless Dave happens to forget those, <laughs> in which case <laughs> we get the upper hand. Yes. All right. So we want to Doubtful. set the scene here. So. I can't remember what I described at the end of last one. Um, whatever, just uh, with the papers. Okay, and neither can yes. yeah. In front of yeah. us, we just kind of crawled out of the hole. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you guys have more or less crawled out of a hole in the ground. Yeah, we just don't really know what like the battlefield looks like. We were too busy staring at this gigantic towering yes. um, god. So, off. Let's see. You have maybe walked about 10 feet forward out of this hole and we'll uh, figure out the array of you in a moment. Off maybe, oh, five, well, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20 feet off to the right, there is a broken pillar, maybe about, oh, five foot square. Uh, there's another one of those about, oh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet in front of that, and so on. And the same to the other side, like this is a hollowed out church of some sort. Oh, wait, the we're inside? Or the roof is well, gone? Well, yeah, like the roof is gone. Most yeah, of the yeah. walls are gone, too. So it's just the, the pews just have, the for example, gone pew. Aha. Uh -huh. But there are columns still standing. Yes, there are broken columns still standing in more or less an array, you know, about 20 feet off to either side of you and every 25 feet or so going forward. Have the flying buttresses been grounded? Um, those might be columns further out. 
beyond the ruins of the wall, which is another 15 feet past those columns. On either side. Where is Vecna in relation to us? He's like further out still. Vecna is about 60 feet away. Okay, and how large is Vecna? Vecna is a medium creature. So Okay. He's not like towering over. No, he's humanoid sized. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And floating maybe 15 feet above the ground, 60 feet in front of you. Yes, floating. Yes. Interesting. Like uh, his gross skin and just evilness just standing there with his draping whatever the yeah. fuck fucking uh, scroll like scroll paper things. things yeah. Um does any of my what you call it? Oh, what the fuck is that thing called? Uh, when I did like a know your enemy check on a previous incarnation of Vecna, does any of that carry over? That's a good question. I couldn't tell you what it told you last time. It didn't really tell him too much because we kind of it did. We got interrupted, right? It wasn't actually. It was just the mudget like you know avatar. Mm-hmm. that he was using. It wasn't actually Vecna. This is like truly Vecna. Because like, know your enemy takes like a minute, doesn't it? Yeah, it takes one minute. Yeah, yeah. that's a while. That's, that's, that's like six rounds. Or, Isn't yeah. it 10 rounds? It's 10, ten rounds. 10 rounds of combat. That's, that's not going to help us. Yeah, I feel like you're going to know what's up 10 rounds in. <laughs> We're about to, uh, as the kids say, fuck around and find out. You've been fucking around for six years. Is this fight going to be bussing? Oh, God. For real, for real? On God? On God. <laughs> bussin', bussin'. I'm wondering. Can I make an insight check to see if this fight's going to be bussin' on God? Sure. I don't think you know what you're saying. Uh, that's a 26. 26. Yeah. Um, the proverbial magic eight ball comes up with a fire emoji 100. <laughs> yep. All right. Damn. There's your answer. This, this might be this might be bigger than the bees, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly Fish. larger than bees. You heard it here first, folks. Hmm. So let's go over the array of uh, how you folks are. I want to say you're about 10 feet in front of uh, where you entered, but um, how spread out, how near, how far, wherever you are. Well, if we all just emerged, I feel like, you know, we got Jarrell in the front for sure. All right. We'll put Jarrell about. Oh, 10 feet closer. He likes that. I get that. All right. So how's about. Well, I want to go down my initiative order. I have that on a different notebook. We're on multiple notebooks here. It's a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
We had a funeral for a bird. Um, <laughs> so, Boris, where are you? Relative to Jarrell. Um, sticking close, I guess, for now, on account of Jarrell's magic powers of okay non-anxiety. Yep, and other things. So, how many feet to which direction? Uh, five feet back and five feet to the left. All right. I've got you right there, Boris. So, uh, Felix, where shall we place you? At the back of the group, please. At the back of the group. How back would you like to be of Jarrell? 20 feet. 20 feet. Is, uh, Slim doing anything? Slim's with me for right now. I will send Slim for things when it's time. I'm on Hector, of course. All right. right. I I keep on forgetting Boris has a steed. Yes. (laughs) Crab steed. Of the the giant crab variety. (laughs) Hashtag giant crab steed. Quinn, where are you? Put me... I guess in the middle. Like, I don't want to be up front, but I also don't want to be in the back. So shall we maybe put you five to ten feet behind Jarrell? Where And how far? Jarrell is what? 30 feet from Vecna? Oh, no. Jarrell is 60 or 50, 55, okay. 60 feet from Vecna. Yeah, that's fine then. All right. That works for me. All right, sounds good. We'll put Quinn back there. Um, Paradel. Uh, sorry, Jarrell is center? Yeah, Jarrell is kind of front and center of the group right now. Boris is about five feet back and to the left. Quinn is maybe about seven to ten feet back. Felix is 20 feet back of Jarrell. I'm about five feet back to the right of Jarrell. Okay. Paradel. And we have a Dudu and Pregnart, and we will place them when we get to them. Yeah, they're because Vecna they were transformed the after they had, had a conversation with the Dune Pregnard. Yes. Yeah. You know, we will say that uh, during all of this, they wound up cowering behind a pillar off to the right. So he will be... So you guys will be on the ground to the right of the third pillar. So there's the first one right off to your right. There's another one 25 feet from that, another one 25 feet from that. So it's a little before you get to Vecna and maybe about 25 feet off to the right on the other side of a partially crumbled pillar. So they are obscured from Vecna's sight at the moment, as far as they know. So the scene is set. Uh, we have a battlefield in front of us with every uh, everybody, all of our pieces placed on it. We've got initiative. I've got uh, my notes on that in front of me. I am ready to go. Um, Boris, it is your turn. Yeah, okay. So Boris is going to have Hector skitter up um, until I'm approximately 20 feet from Vecna. 
Okay. So it's what's the move speed close. on uh, on uh, Hector there? 60. Oh, 60. Okay. Yeah, I'm so You want to be 20 feet away, kind of off to the side here. So that's maybe... That sounds about right. So we'll put Boris up there. All right. I'm going to be brief. Uh, once Boris is exactly 20 feet away, she's going to throw her dagger at Vecna. All right. Also, All to right. set the scene for this, I'm having Hector, like, elevate me to also get me closer to 20 feet. So, like, he's, like, you know, kind of, like, straightening his legs out the closer I'm getting to the top so that I'm, like, closer to eye level with where Vecna's floating. Not quite that <laughs> high, but he's got 12-foot-long legs, right? So, like... You want to look him in the eyes when you throw your dagger at him. Yeah. All or, right. you know, in the belly button, probably, because I'm going to be a little bit lower. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe in the kneecaps, Boris is kind of short. <laughs> oh, that's not great. Uh, 25 for a dagger. 25 throw? will hit. Oh, yay. Okay. Um... That's not a blood. sneak attack for any reason, right? That's yeah. just a regular. Not right now. No, yeah. you I don't think Vecna is. Up to him. Say, Vecna <laughs> is probably not very surprised by. I don't know. He might be a little surprised by the fourteen-year-old girl that ran up, stared him in the eyes, and then threw a Riding dagger at crap. him. And I'm pretty sure still wearing a hellhound skull. I don't remember saying I took that off after the last fight. <laughs> uh, my solid amount of damage here is ten. Ten damage. Okay. Ten magical piercing damage. Yep. Yes. Um, friends, let's be as best. Let's do our best to make sure we're we're annotating damage types because it's going to probably be very important in this combat. Yeah. Magic piercing. All right. That does happen. Um, as a reaction, Vecna will cast Fell Rebuke in response to being hit by an attack. Veta utters a Fell word. What's the fell word? Fuck! That checks. Excellent. Dealing 3d6 necrotic damage to the attacker. So, oh. 3d6 here. That'll be, ooh, 12, 13. <laughs> What, so what does it look like? He goes, fuck! <laughs> he just throws his hands into the air, throws his head back in some horribly overacted move. Only 13. And I'm just going to take the 13. Yeah. Necrotic damage flies forth from his fingertips. And then he poofs away and reappears because... Uh, Here's the second part of this. And Vecna teleports along with any equipment he's wearing or carrying up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space he can see. Which is going to be right into uh, Boris's face. Mm -hmm. Oh, all right. So we've got that is our reaction for that. We've taken damage. All right. It is the rest of your turn there, Boris. Excellent. Um Boris has Hector dash right back to where we started. Um, that's going to provoke an attack of opportunity now. Oh, because Unless he's right in my face. Yes. Do you want your crab to die? Potentially. 
I mean, it's... It's up to you. Wait, I mean, wait, wait, oh, wait. Because remember, mounts, mounts... about this? Yeah, mounts have all their own separate shit, right? So my mount can dash and I can disengage. Right, but your mount would have to disengage. Yeah. To take the action to disengage. Not you, Boris, but the mount. Has the mount taken an action? I mean, the, yeah, no, the mount has it's not taken moved, an action. Right? If you're both taking distinct actions, you both need to distinctly disengage. So you would need to use disengage for both Hector and then yourself as your cunning action. I mean, but is Hector really engaged? He just ran. I threw the dart or the, the, the you dagger. You did. However, now we're both damage. in melee. You are all you are both in melee range mm. of like yeah. you are actively like like Stand he's he's he's, he's going to take yeah. a swipe with whatever yeah. nasty shit he's got when you try to run away. Yeah. So like you, whether you, you have, swung, you've entered the envelope. So you got to spend the the action for Hector and the bonus action for yourself if you want to make sure that nothing like that does happen. I can't run away really though. I mean you can if you do that. You have 30 feet of move speed. Especially if you get off of Hector. But like how much movement did Hector use so far? Like 45 feet. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about so you can, 40 feet. So right, you can probably just disengage. I forget. Hold on, I gotta look at disengage again. I mean, yeah, I can movement. use oh, disengage as a bonus just, action because of cunning action. For yourself. Mm-hmm. And then Hector would need to use his own action, which he has, to disengage as well. Yes. And you could use Hector to move the remaining 15 feet you have and not provoke an attack of opportunity on Hector. Yep. All this is doing is precluding Hector from attacking himself. Okay, which Hector wasn't going to do anyway. Yeah, so Hector disengages. Okay. But only 15 feet away. Right, because you only have 15 feet of movement left. So you can the rest of it. Because Dave said said 40. So 20 feet. Yeah, I got 20 feet of movement. So yeah, Hector disengages. I use my cutting action to disengage and then Hector runs us back 20 feet towards Jarrell. All right. Yeah. Because like the oh, verbiage no. for the disengage action just means your movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks for the rest of the turn. Yeah. So. So now are you 10 feet in right. front of Jarrell? Mm, about 15 feet in front of Jarrell. Okay. Yep. And that's about five feet off to the left. All right, it's covered by some auras, I think, so that's good. Yep. I think you had also popped your exalted champion right as we were coming out, right? Okay, cool. Okay. So, Boris, your turn is resolved. Felix, we are on to your turn. Me already. Okay. Um, so, I would like to. How, how far? How, how far is the closest like pillar? Um, they're uh, or, equally distant to the left and the right, about 5, 10, 15, 20 feet to either side, and okay. then 10, 12 and a half feet in front. Okay, that's fine, because that, that would still keep me, I guess, at least for now, in range of Jarrell's auras. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to head left and try to um, just like take cover behind that ruined like column. All right, behind the first one, okay. Yep, on the left, yep. 
And right. I am going to um, peek out and okay because I'm doing this as preparation for later I'm just double checking to make sure that there's no other concentration spells that I want to cast right now uh, I would like to attempt to cast Hex on Vecna as a bonus action choosing Wisdom as the ability to impose disadvantage on as I'm casting it Okay. As a reaction, Vecna will use Dread Counter Spell. Can he use more than one reaction? Up to three reactions per round, but only one per turn. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So there's there's his second reaction. So he's gonna yeah. Dread Counter Spell. Yeah. Okay. What what that do? Stop! Vecna utters a dread word to interrupt a creature that he can see that is casting a spell. Oh, well, you are obscured behind the pillar. I didn't use an action to hide, so it's not like I'm, like, obscured. I, I might have cover, I guess, right. but, like, I don't think that that matters for, yeah. like, nothing that's something that's not requiring a roll to, to hit me or touch me. All right. And that is casting a spell. All right, well, yeah, we'll, we'll take that, that you're... Right, I have to peek out. I have to see. I have to. I yeah, have to have see to... him to cast the spell. So if I can see him, he can see me. Right. Perfect. Yes. Yes. All right. If the spell is fourth level or lower, it fails and has no effect. Fifth level, baby. Every spell I All cast right. is at fifth level. If the spell is fifth level or higher, Vecna makes an intelligence check DC ten plus the spell's level. Okay. So DC fifteen. Yeah. Which is probably not hard for Vecna to beat. Uh, yeah, that's going to be, it is, it's a check. Yeah. Passes easily. All right. Uh, I figured that's fine. Um, I, that is my action. But wait, there's more. Oh, (laughs) whatever the spells level, the caster takes 3d6 psychic damage. If the spell fails. Okay, so. How much damage do I take? 3d6, which puts us at 369 psychic damage. Okay, so that eats nine of my temporary hit points. Um, just, ah, like, you know, like the spell just like, you know, essentially explodes with necrotic energy in my hand uh, and be like, you know what? Might as well try it again. Uh, this time is my action casting, uh, attempting to cast Eldritch Blast with all four beams um, being targeted at Vecna. Will he attempt to dread counterspell me again? No. Okay. Because, like, listen, if I can actually just waste all of his reactions this round, then at least the rest of you are, you know, smooth sailing, right? Because, like... I don't know. I'm just trying to like think he's already used tactically. Two, right? He's used. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't know that information, right? But I mean, I'm just like you know, if I could get if I could get Vecna to expend resources or his right. energy trying to stop me, that might help you guys get in a little more unimpeded. So, four Eldritch Blast shots. Oh, thank guys. When you roll a four dice, right? There's just like that many more chances to see a one. So I'm like really happy that there weren't any. Um, so I'm gonna go from lowest to highest here. Um, and we'll see which ones hit and which ones don't. So lowest would be a 
doing quick maths. 17. That does not do it. A 20 modified? That will. Okay. And then beyond that, it's then um, 23 and yeah. um, 29. So three hits. Four. 35 force damage. All right. Um, I guess the, there's no need for me to give you the like each one individually, right? Or is he have if he has a way to reduce it, then I can give you the numbers individually on the die. Um, I'm not sure. Right, right. I figured I'd ask before I pull the dice off of my tray. Yeah. Um, and then his movement speed is reduced by 10 feet until the end of um, my next turn. All right. Uh, or the start of my next turn, I think it is. Um, and I am going to push him because I, I can move him 10 feet, but you know what? No, actually, I, I'm going to choose not to have the like repelling part of the blast take effect because I don't want to push him further from Jarell. I want Jarell to be able to run at Vecna. So um, we'll do that. We'll just, we won't push. And that's my action economy as far as Slim is concerned until I know who's going to be where. Um, I guess I'll send her up towards at least where Boris is uh, and give Boris the help action. So uh, advantage on your next attack roll. She's going to use it for it to help distract Vecna so that you can get, if you hit, that sweet, sweet sneak attack. I might actually just park like Slim with Boris for most of this fight to always kind of ensure that she's enabling sneak attack because we're going to need like all of the damage. I feel like that is a sound tactical decision. Felix is happy with this plan. He's going to, you know, I guess just like kind of crouch down behind the ruined column to give himself some cover um, and pass the turn. All right. Felix's turn is complete. Me of you where you are. Quinn. Yes. It is now your turn. All right. <clears throat> so I'm going to, I think my round, my turn is going to be pretty quick. Um, so basically, um, I take a stone out of my pocket um, and I throw it up into the air. Uh, this is the Ayun stone. It's going to orbit me. It's the uh, it's the greater absorption uh, uh, stone. So uh, up to 50 levels, uh, and I believe eighth level or lower, I can block. So any sort of spell that's cast against me up to an eighth level, um, I can block up to 50 levels, and then the stone is no longer useful. Um, so I've got that. Um, I believe that costs an action, unfortunately. Um, so that is my action for the turn. I'm going to hold on to some of the other things I can do. Um, but I am going to give Bardic Inspiration to my good old buddy, Jarrell. Um, so you now have a D12, and that is my turn. I'm going to stay where I am. Love right where it. you are. Okay. Quinn is now Quinn 1. Okay. So now we are on to Paradel. Okay. Um, I, I'm within... I can get within melee range, right? Uh, Vecna is still like well, up in where Boris uh, was standing. I think he's forty Hector. feet away from us. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, but is um, we're going to say about eight feet above the ground now. His head kind of closed a little bit of that to get into Boris's face on top of the crab. Okay. But Vecna is... uh, is Sorry. (laughs) I'm 40 feet away from Vecna. What is Vecna's exact position? Yeah, Vecna's position is... Let's see, 5... 30, 35, 40 feet in front of you and 10 feet off to the left. 43, I don't know. 40 feet in front of me and 10 feet to the left. Yes. Okay. Um, hmm. I am going to move Let's say 15 feet away from Vecna. So I'm just going to use my full move. Um, And I am going to... Attack with crossbow and use menacing attack. I'm going to move you about 20... 27 feet forward and about five feet off to the left just to kind of close you on that direct line to... Yeah, he doesn't um, move 30. Yeah, I moved 25. You moved 25. Okay, yeah. sorry about that. All right, it's going to be just a little back of that then. Okay. But most of it forward, a little bit off to the left, though, because we're just uh, kind of putting it. you on straight line. Yeah, I'm just All moving right. 25 feet towards Vecna. Yes. Aiming Got with you. Gladys Knight. You are aimed with Gladys Knight. Assuming you're going to give him the pips. That is a 24 to hit. Yes, that does hit. Now, Gladys Knight is a magical weapon, correct? No. No. Okay. Heavy crossbow. All right. That is an 11 damage. That's uh, what, 11 piercing damage? Yes. From a non-magical attack, the uh, the bolts bounce off harmlessly. Okay. Does that still count as a hit, though, so I can still use menacing attack? Um, I mean, it hits, it just does no, da- it does no damage, but it is a yeah. hit if you hit. It's a damage okay. immunity, yes. I suppose it would count as a hit, though, yeah. That's interesting. That's pretty cool. I don't think we've ever really come. We've ever really come across that um, in the in in when we use immunity. But yeah, I think that's exactly how it would work. It doesn't. I think it's incredibly novel to prime with an immune weapon to then use something Mm -hmm. else. Uh, So it says. Uh, after I add the superiority die to my attack's yeah, damage. Yeah, well, there's no oh. damage. So you're adding... Yeah. Shit. I would hold off on that then. Yeah, if it All does right. something else to Vecna, like potentially apply a condition... But again, would that be would that be the applied damage or the rolled damage? Um, 
it's immune to damage from non-magical sources. So, like... Yeah. So, so you hitting it with... You, I got it. Yeah. You can roll all the damage if you the want ruling, to. It's still going to yeah. get reduced to zero. Yeah. The ruling I, I would make is if that uh, add-on were to somehow give it a quality or change its quality that... Uh, like, you know, in an additional 10 fire damage or something. Right. Like, does a menacing attack, like, try to, like, potentially, uh, what is it? Like, I don't think you're going to frighten Vecna, right? But, I, you know, there's conditions that some of those maneuvers could apply to a creature um, mm-hmm. that would still potentially apply if the requisite check was, like, failed, right? But, like, okay. the damage itself, in, nothing happens. All right. In, cool, cool, cool. And in that case, I'm going to be using evasive footwork instead. Uh, when moving, I add the superiority die to my AC until I stop moving. Uh, do you mind if I re-roll that? Since well, yeah. It's a... Yeah, it's a different roll. Okay. So essentially, if you ch- if you do not move on your next turn, you're going to lose this bonus. I think that's how that works. Yeah. I'm going to keep moving, I guess. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. Um... All right. So what's... That's an additional two AC. Okay. So what's your AC now? I believe it is 24. Right. So, Paradil, uh, you've got all that. Uh, did you have a bonus action you were using? Um... Or is that uh, is that combat maneuver a bonus action? It is not. All right. Uh, I think. No, that's going to be it for now. All right. All right. So now we have the joint um, to do pregnart. Um, so what mischief could the two of you get up to? Dudu would like to cast slow on Vecna and then whatever the reaction there. So he has to make a wisdom save at a DC 19. A disadvantage. Nope. No. Felix My hex did not cast. It was countered. Oh, hex right. It, it doesn't affect it at no, all. No, it's countered. It's nope. a counterspell. Uh, hex is not on. Got it. Got it. So it was, it's uh, just slow them at regular for a DC okay. 19. All right. I am going to take the gamble and not counterspell that. And just as well, uh, I passed that check easily. Okay. And then uh, he's going to fly Pregnart towards Jarrell. I'm not sure if Pregnant wants to do anything. Um. Well, gee. Well, there's an action, right? I if this what, 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 what did we say? This is like a shared action economy, right? So I wasn't sure. Yeah. You oh, could okay. hop on. Wasn't the wasn't the slow the slow action? Is the action. Yeah, you can do a bonus action, and, or at least yeah, he still has a bonus action. Or at least hop on the back of Dudu so that y'all can take off. Uh, the dude's carrying pregnant. I think he's able to. But then how are yeah. you flying? He's been doing it for a while. Hmm? But then how are you flying? Aren't your arms your also your wings? Goose feet. Oh. Goose okay. feet. Pick up pregnant. Gotcha. 
obvi. It just, it just works. works, people. Like hanging off his legs. Plus, Pregnar, Pregnar can like grip his grip right. his feet yes. too. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Do I? So that 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 is our action. I can have a bonus action here. Yeah, there Pregnar. is still a bonus action that you could use. Um. Can I cast Cantrip as a bonus action? If if it, if if it says the casting time is one bonus action. Not many do. No. I don't think I got it. Unless you have spells that are also cast as bonus actions. Sorry, just as... Sorry, my my I was rubbing against the mic, so if you might want to look out for that when you're editing. Sorry about that. Um... No, uh, Pregnard doesn't have anything at this point. Just preparing this for takeoff, probably, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dudu flies Pregnard uh, over, trying to stay on the other side of the pillars until he can cross over to get close to Jarrell. So you're going to kind of duck to the next pillar to the uh, towards the party? Uh, he, Dudu can fly quite a ways. Or uh, do you think you can do both of them? I can fly 50. Okay. Yeah, you could make it to the far pillar then. Oh, wait, that's encumbered. Well, you are encumbered. Yeah, You're carrying with, a large with, frog okay. humanoid. Yeah, so I can fly 50 feet. Yeah. Uh, so as close to Jarl as Tadu could get us. Yeah, but still with the benefit of cover. Uh, would we be within 30 feet of Jarl? Um, 5, 10, 15, 20. Yes, just barely. Good. Perfect. All right. And it's uh, your turn then? Yep. Fantastic. Oh, God. Run to Vecna. <laughs> Dave's so excited to play I hate this. Vecna <laughs> muses Flight of the Damned if available. Rotten Fader spell casting. So we will start with Flight of the Damned. All right. Wonderful. So I don't Vecna like any from... of the sounds of those mumbles. Yeah. So from where Vecna is standing. They're floating. Yeah. He's going to get a panicked look on his face, spread his hands, say, Not the bees! And cast forward spectral damned bees. Flight of the damned. Vecna conjures a torrent of flying spectral entities that fill a 120-foot cone and pass through all creatures in the area before dissipating. You had to say uh, bees at the start of this episode, huh, Zach? They had to be bees. So I've skinned it as bees. Um, Let's see. So who would be in a 120-foot cone from where he is shooting? Hang on, I've got to take a look in uh, the book here to see how cone is defined. This is literally worst case scenario because bees are the higher, the highest echelon. And what of kind of save is it? It will be a constitution saving. Because because co- cover is this, is this cover spell? only gives you benefits on deck saves. So yep. that sucks. I'm just trying to see how wide this cone is. It's not showing in there. Let's see. It's in the player's handbook. What defines a damn cone? Um, hold on. Something I have, I have something for you. 
taste. You say what to find the, the cone? area of effect. Okay, there we go. This is where it like starts at the point and then it just veers yeah, out. Yeah, but right? like, so there you go. Yeah, so just need to know there, how deep, There you go. <clears throat> Wonderful. Width at any given point is equal to that distant from the point of origin. Wonderful. Now, does this count as a spell? Um, no. This is an ability. It's a magical right. effect. Yeah. Right? Yes. So because it well, because it's a magical effect, my um, resistance to piercing wouldn't because <laughs> they're bees wouldn't have an effect. Uh, the sword of justice is only against yeah. spells. So all we get is my plus three. Or wait, yeah. no, what's my charisma modifier now? Plus five. Yeah. So Oh yeah. Oh, I can make a cone that will get everybody in the party. Wonderful. Great. I'll make con saves then. Everyone makes a DC 22 constitution saving throw. I don't like the DC 22 part of that at all. Constitution, damn it. So we're adding five from Jarrell. Oh my God. That gives me exactly 22. Thank you, Jarrell. Say say 14 on the die, plus three is 17. 17 plus five is 22. We're getting five from Jarrell. Yep. Five from Jarrell. Okay. All right, I'm fine. One of the downfalls. Using a lucky. Of, well, <laughs> my aura of protection only applies to allies and not myself. <laughs> no. Oh, but don't bad. you have it from? Oh, wow, you don't have it from anything. Uh, not just a just the adding my charisma modifier. No, I have oh, wow. protection against. Uh, I have resistance to bludgeoning. I have advantage on spells. I have all these different things. I can't be paralyzed, like all these different things, but not specifically just an attack action. Or just an ability. Yeah. Interesting. Or uh, I, I mean, I could use Quinn's um, inspiration thing. Yeah. yeah well, I, don't, I don't know how much bad this is going to hurt. Save it for smacking him. I'm less concerned about smacking him. I know a 20 will hit him. That's fair. All right. Anyhow, each creature in the area must make the saving throw. On a failed save, they take 8d8 necrotic damage, which has come to 39. Okay. On a successful save, they take half as much. Also on a failed save, they are frightened of Vecna for one minute. Jarrell, how does your aura work about that? Cannot be frightened, period. (laughs) Immune. All right. All of us. All of us are. We're not scared. We're not scared. It came up. It finally came up. Okay, so (laughs) it would be 17 then. Is it rounded down for the damage? You said 39, right? Yeah, 39. So that would be 19. Do and pregnant have to make that save? Yeah, 19. Yes. 19 is half. Save for Dudu. So thanks, Phil. Yet that's the rest of my temporary <laughs> HP plus that's eight. So, oh, you failed, Fran? No, I passed, but oh, that, okay. I, I already took some damage from that dread counter spell. So, gotcha. Uh, Dudu failed. Sorry, we get how many? How much damage from a failed? From failed save thirty nine. Necrotic. I mean, uh, sorry. Um, how much damage from a past? The pass has done 19, which is half. So 19. 19. Okay. So we have 
one of Phil's temporary points left. Do I need to roll separately for Hector for this? Yes. Yes, actually, you would. Um, sorry, for for, uh, Hector, should I just use the charisma from the giant crab general? It's it's constitution. Or not charisma, yeah, constitution, sorry. Yes, and add five from Jarrell. Cool, he still very fails. (laughs) Are Dudu and Pragnart rolling separately for this save? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay, cool. Pragnart passes as well. All right. And that's only one action. Yeah, now that's only the beginning of that. Now, um, recharge, <sighs> that's at the end of a turn or at the beginning of the next turn? The beginning of his turn, you roll the beginning. recharge. Yep. And then if it hits the number, then... Fabulous. So we've again. got that. So uses Flight of the Damned on Fate or Spellcasting. So we've done that. Then makes two attacks with Afterthought, which is his dagger. Hey, I have somebody within melee range. Boris, we're attacking. Wait, do you? I mean, you, you have, you'd have to move oh, in. No. Yeah, oh, wait, I no, Boris away. has moved back. Okay, no, that's fine. So as a bonus action, we'll use Vile Teleport. It teleports along with any equipment he's wearing or carrying up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space he can see. He can cause each creature of his choice within 15 feet of his destination to take 3d6 psychic damage. Right, so Vecna will do that, and he will... Just from being spooked by seeing somebody teleport? So Holy shit, that guy just just, teleported. Yeah, I'm getting psychic damage. So Vecna is going to teleport right between uh, Paradil and Boris. Um, And... Wonderful. Uh, You can both take 3d6 psychic damage. Oh, wait. There's more. So five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten psychic damage for both of you. Okay. Now here's here's where it gets great. If at least one creature takes this damage, Vecna regains eighty hit points. Oh my god. Eighty? Eight zero. That's not fun. Fucking yikes. That's not fun at all. Yes, now we're going to make those uh, melee attacks with Afterthought. We're going to make one at Paradil and one at Boris. So the one at Paradil is, let's see, that is a 15 plus 13. So that is a uh, 28 to hit. The one against Boris is going to be an 8 plus 13, which is a 21 to hit. What's Boris's AC? You get any bonus AC from Jarrell? Any sort of magic Uh, vibe armor? You're not no. right next to him. Damn it. Did you oh, say it was a 28 to hit for me? Yep. Yes. God damn. My AC is 18, so I'm pretty sure that that is going to smoke me. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, that will. Since it's 8 plus 13 is, yeah, 21. All right. So it's a 1d4 plus 5 piercing damage. So let's see. I'm going to roll it the same for both of you. It's going to be, let's see, two plus five. So that's seven piercing plus 2d8 necrotic. One, three. So that's another four necrotic damage. 
Sorry, what was the total then? So it's, uh, let's see, that was uh, two plus five, so seven piercing mm-hmm. plus four plus necrotic. Four. Okay, so 11 total? Yeah. So far. If the target is a creature, are player characters creatures? Yes, I, yeah. I mean, anything, we are all creatures. Great. It is afflicted by entropic magic, dealing 2d8 necrotic damage at the start of each of its turns. Immediately after taking this damage on its turn, the target can make a DC 20 con save to end that effect on a success. Until it succeeds on this save, the afflicted target can't regain hit points. Holy shit. Wait, what happened? Could you... What was this? Both um, Paradel and Boris are afflicted by necrotic damage. You were stabbed by a very evil dagger. Yes. So at the start of your turn, you're going to take uh, 2d8 necrotic damage. Now I'll roll that when we get there. Immediately after taking this damage on its turn, the tar- you can make a DC 20 con saving throw to end that effect. Until Otherwise you end that effect, you cannot regain HP. And are taking damage every turn. Yep. Okay. Great. Yeah. So Vecna has done all of that, regained all of his HP, and made it so two of you can't heal. Uh, let's see. Oh, we still have some move. Wonderful. We're just slowed by 10 feet, so I can only move 20 feet. Which... Guys, I think this is worse than the bees. <laughs> you know yeah, the bees were just part of it. The bees yeah. had half of you guys down, though, in one, <laughs> one round. So. You know what? Vecna's going to float 20 feet back. Oh, wait a second. No, Vecna is not going to do that because Vecna is a smart boss. It wouldn't take up. And, would, would, and wouldn't expose himself to oppies like a fucking idiot. Yeah, that would be tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not even like the funny haha tragic. All right, so. You know what? We're going to stand pat right there. Because Vecna is an arrogant god and cares not for uh, whether you're going to hit him or not. So, uh, Which Jarrell is going to try to do. Very yes, hard. it is now Jarrell's turn. Uh, smack. Well, well uh, first, first Jarrell has, has to be walk some over. Schmoof. Yeah, yeah. Come on, <laughs> and, and, and play it up, Jarrell. This is you are about to fight like the incarnation of evil as like the champion of good, essentially. So like, fucking zhuzh it up, baby. Um, he just powers forward. His sword is aflame with the bright, radiant energy. Um, And yeah, he takes his first swing at him. And that is, make sure I got my math right. It's a 20 to hit. Uh, 20 will hit, yes. He will use on this one, um, make sure I have it. Let me see which one I got. Yeah, Branding Smite, which is a level two smite. And right. then, uh, let's see. Branding Smite is a spell. Yeah. Right, that's right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's the only spell I'm using currently, but the other mm-hmm. smites. Um, just it, notating when spells are being cast because mm-hmm. we know Vecna's got his bullshit. So like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Oh, Vecna's on a new round, isn't he? Will be a fourth level divine smite. Well, we have to say he gets his reactions back on his turn. Yeah. Hmm. He does, doesn't he? Which and really then, sucks because I feel like that. But well, hold on, I feel like that really complicates things because I feel like now Jarrell will always be at the mercy of a full reaction Vecna. Well, full, but remember, I can only take one per turn. Right, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like Jarrell will never have an opportunity to attack Vecna while Vecna has no reactions. Yes. That's just something to note. So, you know, Jarrell, before you start rolling too far into all of the things that are happening, we're going to go one step at a time here because Vecna can at any point in time react to what you're doing. So let's give some breathing room for those things. I mean, is there any way to undo a smite? Well, Branding Smite is a spell. Yeah, well, John. That, that, I, that's the only one I'm using right now. So he could, right now, as you say, I'm using Branding Smite. He could be like Counterspell. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And I have decided yeah. that we are going to attempt to counterspell that. Okay. Uh, what level is that spell? Two. Level two. Okay. It fails immediately. Yep. Yep. So let's see. We're going to we skip the intelligence check. You take 3d6 psychic damage immediately. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Uh, second attack is a 25. And I will make that a third level Divine Smite. Alright. So that will end up being 13 D8 uh, Radiant Damage for just the Divine Smites. Alright. From the Divine Smites, that's 38 damage. Then the Sword of Justice has its own bonuses. Which includes 2d10 radiant damage. I believe that's against undead specifically. I can't. I can't remember if there's anything extra to that. It is. I think. I believe it is. And I'm assuming Vecna is undead. Yeah. Vecna is quite undead. Yes. Uh, so it's another 10 radiant damage. And then the slashing damage from a magical weapon. Thirteen plus eighteen is thirty-one. So forty-eight radiant damage and thirty-one slashing damage. That's a lot of damage. Well, those thirteen d eights really sucked. There was a lot of twos and ones in those eight. <laughs> that sucks. But hey, at least okay. You know, I mean, we're, we're proving here we're, we're essentially going to have to deal at least eighty damage, like. Uh, or more than 80 damage every round in order to make to ensure he doesn't just heal to full health. Because yeah. that's fucked. Unless maybe hopefully radiant damage negates his healing, but it doesn't sound like that. It has with other things, but it doesn't sound like that right now. I haven't mentioned anything about it. And can he heal every turn like that? If he does a specific thing, yeah. If he does that thing. Sex? 
Yeah. <laughs> I do so the song every right. turn. Every six seconds. Yes, it's it, like, is way more powerful like a John LaJoy song. <laughs> I do the sex every six seconds. Show me your saving throws. Saving throws. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, we've got our damage. Yep. All right, so what? you've rolled that damage. I'm assuming, yep, you've done the moving. Yep, J1. There we are. Right, so you've done the moving, you've done the attacking. Do you have any bonus actifying? Uh, no, not this turn. Not this turn. Okay, we have reached the end of this uh, set of initiative. This sounds like as good a place as any to call this episode. If you like oh, us, yeah. we can be found on the internet. We are in such places as Twitter at Hapless Heroes. We're also on Instagram at Hapless Heroes. If you look on Facebook, you could find us at Hapless Heroes Podcast. Every single one of those takes us to takes you dear listener to the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server the place where you can meet and greet and hang out with us on a daily even hourly basis we're always there at least some of us and uh we've got a great community so even if we weren't there there's plenty other great like-minded DD players who are there and uh you should come meet us and come meet them and be part of our community really like us you can leave a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice you've made it this deep into this podcast you know what service you like so uh go to that review section and uh, leave us a review so that other like-minded people like you uh can find our podcast and know that uh they should be enjoying us and uh being part of our uh you know potosphere as it were yeah, we got a review uh, in our five-star channel in our Discord server to pass along here from Creeper to Reaper. Said they blasted through all the episodes, and now they're sad they have to wait. Feels like they say it feels like I'm in the '90s again. I love the whole cast. Story is immersive. Never having DM before, I've now started my own campaign with homebrew lore and world and everything. Thank you all for being inspiring, amazing people. I love you. Thanks, Creeper to Reaper. You're you. a five-star human. Thank you. Now, did they get through all the uh, all the Patreon? Uh, episodes too, like the between the between two episodes. They have not. And I still have more to upload. That's just yeah. a, that's just a little tip, a little yeah, tip guys. to the people, yeah. the multiple the multiple run through listeners. Yeah, there's more content. If you really really love us, you could donate to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/HaplessHeroes. And if you are a donor at the five dollar tier, there are some things you could get. Our Patreon Lounge channel is one of them. But uh, those between two episodes episodes, that's another one. There's some good quality content in there, or so I'm told, because I'm not actually here for when it's recorded, because it's between episodes. Really wild how that happens. And if you like us, right now, you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal, pose as an expert on cuteness, and uh, bring a basket full of puppies and kittens onto your uh, morning, local morning news uh, segment, and uh, while, while, the uh, the the uh, hosts may be distracted. Uh, look towards the camera and pinch on your cheeks in Morse code. Listen to Hapless Heroes. You heard it here first, folks. And uh, before uh, you get out of your stunned silence, I'm going to outro our cast. Starting from my right, we have the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom, played by Francesco. Ow, that hurt. To his right, we have Lord Jarrell the Light, played by John. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
Until next time. To his right, we have Parada Lincolnwoods, played by Zach. Uh, yeah, this might be a while. To his right, we have Boris the Butcher, played by Nicole. Aw, oh, being stabbed sucks! And to her right, we have Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind, played by Mike. Always at my service, and I will destroy Vecna! My name is Dave, I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week as we resume combat. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 I'm gonna die. <laughs> Boris has stabbed people so many times, but the first time she gets stabbed, ow! This <laughs> oh man, this sucks. Ow, that really hurt. I didn't realize that's what being stabbed felt like. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs>